On today's show, Robbie Callen is back for our sixth installment of our Over Under series, talking about the non-Hawks part of the Southeast Division, talking Orlando, talking Charlotte, Miami, and of course, Washington. We'll get into all of that and more on the way. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1562 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Friday evening here in early October. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports partner of Lots on Podcast Network. Right now, if you're a new customer, bet $5, you get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And also at the top of the podcast, I should encourage you to make us your first listen each and every day. Check us out and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Places like Apple and Spotify, Google Podcasts on the audio side, as well as YouTube on the video side. And as I said in the open, Robbie Callen will be joining me momentarily for part six of our Eastern Conference overrunner series. I guess it's the third one for the East and sixth overall. But the Southeast Division is on the agenda today. We are going to hold the Hawks until a little bit later, a little bit closer to opening night, because that's a little bit of a deeper subject on, on this Hawks podcast. And we'll probably come back with a little bit more on the teams that made big moves since we actually last recorded, like Milwaukee, like Portland, like Boston, et cetera. But for now, the four teams in the East from top to bottom, uh, of course, headlined by Miami, the reigning Eastern Conference champions, and then down down the uh, pecking order from there in the Southeast. Though I should at least plug, I talked to Glenn Willis for about an hour on Wednesday evening into Thursday. That's a two-part episode that should be available in your podcast feed right now as we sort of look ahead to the preseason. The Hawks open. On Tuesday evening, they have an open practice on Monday. Tuesday, I'll actually be, after the game, meeting up with some Hawks fans at the game alongside Glenn and, and Kevin Chenard and Wes Morton for a meet and greet. So check out Twitter and all that stuff for details on that as, as it sort of comes down the pike. But certainly we are wrapping up the season at this point in time. If you're a new listener just now finding the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. But also catch up on a very, very busy archive from the last couple of weeks and really the last couple of months. Glenn's been on the show Ben Ladner, again, five episodes with Robbie already. This is number six. It's about to come to you right now. So there's been plenty to discuss in the NBA world and, and especially in the Hawks world. And uh, stay tuned for all of that and more as well as we get into next week and beyond. But on today's show, part three of the Eastern Conference, part six overall, the over-unders, and it's coming to you right now. I am joined again by my friend Robbie Callen. Robbie, it's been a little while since we've done an over-under podcast. We're back with part of the Southeast. How are you? I'm great. Uh, some things have changed around the, uh, exactly. the National Basketball Association since the last time we spoke, Brad. That is true. Lots of lots, lots has changed. Lots, lots have changed, I should say. And one of the teams that we thought, and one of the reasons, not the main reason, one of the reasons why we waited till the end on this one is is the Heat. And the Heat now have a number, crucially, which they didn't really have a number before. But it's because nothing happened. They didn't get Dame. They didn't get Drew on round two. Like Dame uh, is not there. So anyway, it's kind of the same team that we would have talked about a few weeks ago, but in surprising fashion, the over-under for the Miami Heat at FanDuel right now is 45 and a half wins. Last year, they won 44 games and had a negative point differential for the yeah. season. So uh, in theory, they would have to be like notably better than last year to get over this number. And uh, most people think, and I wonder what you think about this, that they're worse on paper. Like they lose Max Drews and Gabe Vincent, um, as well as like, you know, you're at seven and whatever else. And they add Josh Richardson, they add Jaime Jaquez, who I know I love, but still is going to be a rookie. Like, yep. uh, 
I'm famously low on Miami. I'm going to just tell you right now, I'm going to be under on Miami once again. Uh, But where where are you at on this whole concept? Because it's kind of a weird in-between hedgy number for me. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, like you said, like this is a Heat team that still has a terrific duo in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Uh, They are a team that should still be good defensively. Uh, Josh Richardson had a kind of quietly good year last year uh, and I think helps them and, and kind of helps mitigate some of the loss of Gabe Vincent, and Max Struess. Um, that said, you still like the ball handling thing is a concern. Like they don't have a lot of clear other than Kyle Lowry, who as you know, people who have watched the heat know in the regular season has not been great. No, and, and, here, and hero hero can handle the ball, but he's not like a distributor. Like he's a, he's right. Still he's a not scorer. a get, yeah. He's he's a scorer, but like there are a lot of questions at the point guard position when you lose Gabe Vincent and you don't really replace him. Um, it's it's a it's a thing, you know. There's the the vibes are weird. Jim Butler showing up in emo. Tyler Heroes being understandably a little bit, you know, short about stuff. Like he was asked Perturbed. like. A, he was asked about the ball handling thing and and how long it takes for them to figure that out and all that. And he just said, I know my role. Um, Which do you first off? Yes, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And second off, like it just, I don't love what's going on there. They also uh, are going to have like the worst uniform in the league with that heat culture uniform. Um, oh my God. What are we doing with that? Really awful. That is disturbing. It's just, I, yeah, it's, it's all not good. We have gone under on Miami so many times. <laughs> uh, we've been wrong before. Like they got the one seed that one yeah. year where we were two, under. two years. Two years ago, we were under, and they went way over last year. I will say, as much as uh, I lean into the bit a little bit with Miami, I am not as convinced this year of the under as I was last year. Last year, I was yeah. screaming that was my favorite, that was my bet of the year, my bet of the year yeah. under, and I was right. Because well, was, wasn't it like forty eight or something? It like was that? fifty. It was, it was fifty. Yeah, that was way high. It was too high. and yeah. But this year, look, the 45, 45 and a half is a reasonable number. I'm not going to tell you that I'm like Locking all up. in on the under. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that I certainly lean that way because of sure. all the things you just said. And look, Jimmy is maybe the example of a guy who is still very good in the regular season, but is just a different player in the playoffs. He just yeah, is. Um, and like that's part of the discourse on Jimmy is like, how do you describe, how do you talk about this guy? Because like playoff Jimmy's a top 10 player in the league. Regular season Jimmy is not. And it's like, yep. Him and Jamal Murray are like the two guys, and it's like difficult to discuss. Um, yeah. But I mean, Bam's great. But and Spo's there. Like, if, if they had a, another coach, this would be a lock under for me. Yeah. It's just that Spo is like a wizard. So Spo, I, Spo, I mean, I he's one of the two best coaches in the I, league. I think, he, I think he's the best. I think, I I think think he's, he's, the best. Yeah. he's unbelievable. The way they get to, and like you know, the thing is, and like Heat fans will tell you this, and like. It's hard to like it's hard to prove them wrong at this point where it's like they just kind of figure out how to get guys to be solid NBA rotation players that you don't expect to be solid NBA rotation players. But it's also really hard to continue to bank on that. Like if something goes wrong when you keep having to to lean on those guys who are unproven and you know you keep trying to just say like all right, well next next man up is going to become the next Gabe Vincent or Max Drews or whatever it is. Like we have examples of times where it hasn't worked out great. Um, I mean, they gave Duncan Robinson a ton of money and he never really 
took another step forward. He took a step back. Tyler Johnson, and you, you know, they gave a huge contract to a few years ago, or I guess not a few. It's probably been six years, but like he was one of those guys that everybody was like, okay, he's the next Heat success story. And like, it doesn't always work out in the way that they hope. Um, and it's just like it's such a like a, a fine line to toe when you do rely on that so often. And it's why, you know, I think Pat Riley wanted to go get Dame, but it's also part of the reason they didn't end up with him is they maybe there's a little hubris going on there about like, just like we're never going to give up too much in a deal. And we think we can just make it work. And maybe they can like they've done it in the past. I'm not going to put it past them that they could win 46 games and go over this number. But I do lean under. Um, again, this this team had to fight through the play-in to get they the again, As a reminder, not to go all the way back to the Hawks, but they got the Hawks beat them pretty badly in the play-in in the first game. Yeah, and then Miami had to overcome a fourth-quarter deficit against Chicago in the second Bulls. game. Yeah, and then they just um, went and then crazy. they got hot. And, and look, and that, that could happen again. And look, if this is a playoff, this, again for the not a playoff this time. This is a yeah. regular season discussion. Miami is a different team in the playoffs. Even I acknowledge that as being mm-hmm. low on them. They're a lot scarier in the playoffs, yes. but I think that um, I would have them like in the forty-three to forty-four range, and that's an under. It's not in, it's not incredibly under, but it's under. Well, the, and you know the the last thing is like they are you know when we're talking about what are the outcomes, like they're a Jimmy injury or a Bam injury away from being real rough. Well, especially, you know I mean? Bam, especially Bam, like especially they, Bam they have nothing behind Bam. Is. They have nobody yeah. like Haywood Highsmith um, is not really a, a big. But like they, it's just it's just tough behind Bam and like they have Thomas Bryant now. Thomas Bryant's fine, but like he's not he's not Bam defensively. (laughs) I mean, he there's a reason Thomas Bryant wasn't part of the Nuggets rotation for most of the year. He can't he Um, can't really defend. So we we could, which is not great when he's the when you're the when you're the guy who would be filling in for Bam. That's exactly what it is. So I mean, under I I, I lean Lean under, I I lean towards play, but it's not like a full on play. I'm like kind of in the middle. It's still, it's just, it's scary when it's might be scary. No, I agree. At this number, I got yelled at for saying I got yelled at for saying that like Heat Devil Magic, but like people who baseball people would know what that's about with like the Cardinals, where it's just like they figure it out and it's just kind of obnoxious like to everybody else around the league where it's just like how, uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I think if you, here's what I would say. If you like the over, uh, bam defensive player of the year, bet that. Okay. Because if they are, it's because their defense, if they go over and bam really cares about that award, uh, he has made that clear. He thought he should win it when he's played like 60 games in a year. If he plays a bunch, he's got a very good chance. Uh, by the way, Bam is, Bam is 10 to 1 right now, FanDuel. There you go. I'd, I would much rather do that than bet and definitely bet an over on this. But if you like, that's where I would go because I think that's the way they get there. And that's the way to maximize your funds. If you want to be a Heat optimist, which I don't know how many people on the Locked on Hawks, <laughs> on Hawks podcast yeah. listeners Probably are not. trying to be like, Heat optimist, hey. but there's your there's your take. Is, they're on YouTube. This is findable. Maybe we'll have some heat fans uh, find the I'm podcast. Sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. They're, they're, and they're, they, they're gonna they love, and me. they're gonna love it. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, and you can step into the action this NBA or NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 
And right now, if you're a new customer, bet $5, you get $200 back. Yes, $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Beyond the awesome perks of signing up right now with FanDuel, they have everything that you're looking for across the sports betting space. That includes point spreads, over-unders, money lines, player props, future bets, and much more. And the FanDuel app is safe and secure. They cover the entire range of sports as well. That includes the NFL, of course, NBA, of course, college basketball, college football, MLB, which the playoffs are ongoing right now as well, WNBA, the finals begin on Sunday, college basketball, as I said before, golf, tennis, soccer, auto racing, and many more sports that they offer at FanDuel. And now is the best possible time to sign up at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Check out the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network and find an offer that you absolutely will not want to miss by going to that URL. It is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's move on to the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Uh, 37 and a half wins for Orlando. Um, they add Joe Ingles. They bring in some rookies, some first rounders, Anthony Black, mm. Jed Howard. They lose mm. not that much. MCW is not there anymore. Bull Bull. May he rest in peace. It's not there anymore. Uh, I kid, but I uh, didn't. Wasn't it? Was it? Was it Perk? Somebody said that he's like a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, Perk, did I, did I, Perk was Perk was all in on Bobol DPOI and Phoenix. Uh, somebody told Perk that Bobol is not, not not only not a good defender, but an actively bad one. Uh, okay, moving on. Thirty-four wins last year for Orlando. Thirty-five mm. ish wins, point differential. So about that same thing. Uh, this number's gone up. It was in the mid thirties. Now it's yeah. edging towards the high thirties, thirty-seven and a half. Um, they had some banged up guards last year, but this is, a, this is a trendy team. People are kind of buying what they're selling. They're young. They have all that shine on them. Uh, interesting number. I, I honestly didn't have a sharp reaction other than just thinking that this is this number's gone up, which means somebody's betting it over. Yeah, I I mean, similar to what I said earlier about kind of OKC, uh, similar to what I said about Indiana. They are now trying to take the next step that I think is one of the hardest in the league to take, which is to go from being a competitive team to a play-in, play-off team. Um, And that's really hard because you now have to win games against good teams to get there uh, consistently. And they Uh did a good job last year of kind of beating up on bad teams. They did a good job um, of taking care of business, kind of sneaking up on some teams. They are known a little bit more now. Um, This is, I think, projecting a lot of kind of internal steps forward. I like a lot of their guys. Again, it's it's similar to Indiana and OKC where it's like, I like what they're doing. I like a lot of their guys. Like Paolo is one of my favorite like guys that's come in the league in a little while. Like he's just gigantic and (laughs) a bucket and like just designed for like me to enjoy watching him play basketball. Franz Wagner. Go blue. Go blue. Your guy uh, is incredible. Uh, we slapped the bag for Franz. And uh, I, I like a lot of what they're doing. I'm still not totally sold on the backcourt. Um, Markel is solid to good. Cole Anthony was like solid as a backup last year. Um, and like even in like starting role, he's, he was like better than I think a lot of people expected him to be. I still yeah. what Jalen Suggs is, and I think they're going to have to give him some burn. Their whole guard, their yeah. whole guard room. I mean, I I like Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is, is actually a pretty solid NBA player. He is, but he's a limited. He's limited by the shooting. Suggs is the similar. Like I think Abai's defense offensively. Anthony is a six man type, but he's started before. Um, now they bring in Anthony Black, who they're going to play, and probably won't be good. I mean, I like yeah. I like Anthony Black, but as a rookie, he's not going to probably be helpful to their yeah. winning. Like I feel like they're, they're kind of a year away unless somebody makes a jump, and they might. And maybe Paolo, like Paolo, 
it's interesting. I know you like him a lot. He wasn't that good, like winning basketball wise last year. Like the flashes were really good. Like he still was not efficient. And like we'll see. That's typical rookie stuff. I, I buy it, but um, man, I, I really don't even know what to do with this number. I feel like it's a little bit high at this point. I think I, I'd probably lean under because maybe it's gone a little bit far in that direction, kind of similarly to other trendy teams. Yeah. But that's just me being contrarian. I think I'm, I'm not even sure that's like I have a reason other than just like I think this roster versus. Right now, like it's more exciting a year from now or like two years yeah. from now than it is right now. I feel like the guard play is enough for me to be like kind of eh, maybe under. I agree. And it's it's another team that is still, I think, in evaluation mode. And those Definitely. teams tend to that's not often putting your best groups out there to win games when you're in evaluation. It's kind of the opposite of what I said about Houston, where like Houston's done with that. I think and they have, t- and and they have two, lo- two lottery picks. Like and yeah. when you have lottery picks, the impetus is, is to play those guys and they're not yeah. going to help you win. Um, yeah. So. All that said, like I, I lean under. I will say you, you you said go blue earlier. This is crazy. Uh, as of training camp, the Magic have five Michigan guys on their roster. Five. It's like you're speaking like, my language. Like at this you, point. it's like you were drafting for them. I mean, what is going on? Caleb Houston, Jed Howard, Mo Mo Mo's still there, and DJ Wilson Mo was Mo was like good last year for he them. He was pretty fine he's after like, being like totally not fine, good. But I mean, they have so much uncertainty. One more thing, like. Between Chuma Okiki and John Isaac, if he plays basketball, I know he's in camp, he's healthy. We'll see. Um, they have a lot of guys who are just like, I mean, Suggs, who are deeply uncertain. And I don't, I don't know if they get anything yeah. out of any of those guys, but if they do, I mean, I don't know. I like Wendell Carter. I like Franz. Wendell's I like great. Paolo. Yeah. Um, I, I lean under because it's just like the number got out of control. At 35, yeah, I think, I, it, I've been over. It's, it's kind of that mid 30s range. It just feels high to me. We're, we're just yeah. playing the numbers here on the Waffle Hawks podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is fantastic, bringing fit, comfort, and versatility to the table with all of their products. I feel fantastic wearing my Bird Dogs gear, really comfortable in my own skin when I have it on. And they had these stretched, tacky shorts that I really love. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you a sculpted look that you're always seeking. They fit much better than regular shorts. They haven't even made that, of course, familiar, but also stiff, restricting cotton fabric. They also have cloud knit fabric of their own that looks just like khaki, but also stretches, giving that slimmer fit without actually having to sacrifice anything in the way of movement. They have anti-sweat making fabric to keep you cool and dry all day long. And Bird Dog's gear is functional for any occasion, whether it's a date or playing golf, going out, working out, or even just hanging out. In the end, the folks at Bird Dogs make awesome products, and you're going to actually want to check them out right now in one place. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA. It's the promo code LOTTONNBA as well when you get there for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That is birddogs.com slash NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take up your Bird Dogs at any point, we promise you. Next team on the agenda is a pretty big dip in the projection. It's the Hornets at 30 and a half wins at FanDuel. The big thing is uh, not great off the court, but they have Miles Bridges back. That's their biggest addition on the court. Yep. Uh, Brandon Miller, of course, number two overall pick. Uh, Nick Smith, uh, our guy Frankie Smokes is on this team, which I had yep. forgotten until I looked it up. Um, Kelly Oubre is gone. Dennis Smith is gone, who actually sneaky decent last year, Dennis Smith. Um, but the big thing is they won 27 last year with LaMelo playing 36 games yep. and Miles Bridges playing zero games. Yeah. Um, I, with all of that said, I feel I am going to be on the over here. I'll tell you that right now. And it, it may not be sexy. They're kind of a boring, bad team in some ways, but they won 43 games two years ago with a pretty comparable roster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Clifford's a good coach. Um, he he's a good, he is a, he is a really good coach at getting a lot out of a middling he's a NBA basketball team. He is, yeah. 
maybe not like you said, like floor raiser, not a guy that's going to get a bunch of stars together. And like, he's not the one you want coaching your new big three, but <laughs> no, no, he is, not. he is the guy that uh, kind of drags a team to some good, you know, he's just going to get more defense out of the team than they're supposed to play. Like remember that some of those magic teams, he was, it was like, they're not good defensively, but like they're, you know, they and the Hornets team okay. before, and he yeah. just gets them to be okay. And um, yeah, I think this is, I like this over at 31 and a half. I really like it at 30 and a half. Um, yeah. Like it's just, as, a, it's a, it's not sexy to bet on the Hornets. And I think that's probably why the number is where it is. Sure. And look, I'm not, I don't love the future of the Hornets. I'll be no, honest. Like, I think long-term it's, it's bleak. Yeah. It's not great, but like, as long as they don't actively tank, with like selling off and look, I'm not the biggest Rogier guy, but he, he's a fine third guard. He's not his third guard for them, but he's going to start for them. But you know what I mean? Uh, Gordon Hayward's on this team is like what he plays is still pretty good. He's not going to yeah. always play. Um, but look, Miles Bridges is a good basketball player. There's everything else going on. He's, but he's going to play. Um, yeah. PJ Washington is on this team. Pretty good player. I like Mark Williams as like a solid enough. Mark Williams is really good. Like defensively, like he was really good last year for them. Um, like they Clifford's were, like, not going to take. I don't no, think. he's not. And like, like they were like kind of good defensively the last like half at like third of when the year. When they were playing Mark Williams more often when and Mark not Williams playing was in the, the roster a lot. Rotating door of, you know, your Nick Richards, Kai Jones types. Yeah. Uh, Plumley was there for part of the season, all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. It was. I can't see a scenario where they win more than high thirties. Like I'd love to have a scenario where I could see where they make the playoffs, but to have that over, it's like a strong over, but this number is low enough where they could be the 12th best team in the East and go over this number. hundred percent. Pretty easily. So I like, I like, I actually like that over. I do. I do too. Um, You know, Melo, I I think LaMelo not playing kind of got forgotten. And like, I'm not even the biggest LaMelo guy as far as like winning basketball is concerned, but like, he's a, he's a good offensive player. He's really good. Um, he's just so really good. Over on the yeah. Charlotte Hornets. Uh, last team in the Southeast. As yeah. I said, as I said before, I brought you in. We're going to save the Hawks for another podcast. So uh, the Washington Wizards, 23 and a half is yep. the number. That's very, very low. It's extremely um, low. With that said, uh, this is one of those teams where you can't look at anything from last year because they overhauled really the entire team. Like yeah. just to, to, just for the in-out purposes, they lose Beal, they lose Porzingis, they lose Monty Morris, uh, more guys than that. Even they add Jordan Poole, half a they season add, Rui. They add yeah, half, Rui's all the yeah half season and full season guys. They they bring in Jordan Poole, they bring in Tyus Jones, they bring in old pal Mike Muscala. Um, they draft Bilal uh, in the lottery, who has. Sky high upside, but is really young and probably won't be very good as a rookie. Um, it's like almost hard to even do a rotation here. They have DeLon Wright, who I love, of course. Um, but like Corey Kispert's like their starting small forward, I think. Yeah. Uh, Kuzma's there again. We should always say that. Was, back. That was kind of a surprise that he's back, but he is. Um, Daniel Who else was going to give him $100 million, So I will say like they're, they're, top, bad, dude. they're top 10. Um, like comparatively, they're not good, but no. there's no one terrible other than maybe Johnny Davis. Um, yeah, he's the not, only guy who might not be good. Uh, but everybody, everybody, else top about, 10 pick. the problem is though, they have a bunch of like seventh men. Sure. Like, like, you know, all, all respect to the, like, I love the more than literally anyone on the planet does. Delon is a, like a seventh man. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyus Jones is a starting point guard, but a low end starting point guard. Yeah. Um, Jordan Poole, we'll see what he looks like, but Kispert is kind of just a guy. Mm-hmm. Denny's kind of just a guy. 
Um, Daniel Gafford's fine. Like they have some guys who I like. It's just that other than it's Kuzma and Poole, and they're going to just shoot as much as they want to. And um, his numbers really low. I mean, if, his numbers low, man. It's just really low. Are, oh, are they going to try? Okay. The only, uh, honestly, the main question for me, and maybe you agree or disagree with this, are they going to openly pull the ripcord in March and April? And if the answer is yes, then it's a little scarier. But if they try, okay. So they, there's been some talk that they could they could they could be trying to trade Kuzma as soon as the deadline. They sign them kind of just re- to retain the asset. Yeah. He, if they trade Kuzma, yes. And he's yeah, he's their best he's their best player. I mean, Jordan, Jordan Poole is better than he was last year. Yeah. I think, but a flawed sixth man yeah. who happens to be their primary guy. Kuzma is their best player. If they trade Kuzma in February, and like. This is a new regime that convinced at least Ted Leonsis for a little bit to kind of rebuild finally. Mm. If they do it again and like really lean into it, they could be under. I, I'm not going to lie to you on that, but it's it's too low to bet the under, I think. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I just I just don't see a lot of – like I don't see a team this year that's just awful, awful. Unless they want, um, unless they want to be, you're unless right. they I mean, really. But the thing is, it's like this isn't a draft. By for my understanding, you're obviously more of the no, draft guy than uh, me. This isn't is, the draft where you're like, if there was a year to do it, it was last year. It was last year. No, and, and teams knew that. And right now, not to go full into the draft, but there is not. People are like Alex Sar, like there's some guys, but there's no Wemby in this class. There's there, no. There's no is there even a surprise? No, definitely not. And so, like, if you're t- like, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of like, well, we've got to try to get top three odds. You know, like I don't think it's going to, or, or like we have to really try that hard to get it because I don't think, I mean, how many teams around the league are going to be in that hunt? We're talking about, there's only a couple in that range. You're talking about Portland and Washington are kind of in a league of their own in terms of number. I guess the Pistons well, are, are low. Portland, I mean, not we'll, we'll save a little of this before we talk about Portland probably again quickly, but Washington is in their own tier on over unders, and I, again we don't think that they're that bad. Like the other teams yeah. that are in this range are maybe Portland, uh, Detroit is Detroit. down there, San Antonio still down there. Yeah, that's kind of it. They're, those are the only four teams that are in the twenties. Especially like yeah, I and like they're not that they're not as bad as some teams have been in, in recent past. And again, may, here's maybe my you question: get, you get an injury to pull the ripcord, but. What roster would you take, like, forgetting that Kuzma might get traded? If you're talking about winning a game, if the Wizards and the Spurs played day two of the regular season? Wizards. Wizards are favored. Uh, uh, for me, they would be. Now, the yeah. you know, caveat supply, like, I probably am a little bit more skeptical of Wimby. Wimby, rookie. Yeah. Wimby, rookie Wimby. Wimby. Yes, 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 yes. Because it, uh, of my rookie bias in general. But yeah, I think that I would take the Wizards. The Wizards have so, a better, they have a deeper roster. San Antonio yeah. has better high end potential talent, obviously, with Vassell yeah. and uh, and Wimby. But like the Spurs bench is going to be terrible again, awesome. I feel like. And the Wizards don't have a depth problem. They have a, they have a tie, they have a t- high end talent problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and so when, for me, that's just, that's kind of a recipe to win 28 games. The thing is, though, we should always say somebody's going to go low twenties because it just always happens. Somebody's yeah. going to be have an injury or whatever, and I just feel like this number is so low. Again, twenty three and a half is so low, so low, dude. Um, to where like I get the jokes and look, they are rebuilding, and um, maybe for the longest time, I know I called for it. You probably did too. 
but they should have been rebuilding already. Maybe mm-hmm. this new group that came from from the Clippers that's like maybe they actually are going to look at the standings in February and be like, we need to lose every game the rest of the season. <laughs> and they might pull like the full-on Blazers tank from last year where like yeah. they're playing non-NBA players. That could happen. I'm not saying it couldn't. But the team – the roster right now, if you said, okay, this is going to be the roster, sure, I probably had them in the high 20s as far I as agree. like what I would bet – Again, it's not like realistic. They're probably going to trade somebody or have somebody get hurt or whatever. But yeah, this is probably a twenty-eight win team, and I, I, so. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to bet the over though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's one I want. I lean over. I feel much but... better about Charlotte, like Agreed. competing through the end of through the finish, you know, finishing through the well, tape as organi- you would say. organizationally too. Like yeah. I know Charlotte just got sold, but you know, Mitch Kupchak, that that's an organization. Steve Clifford, those are guys that like have a reputation for not doing the yeah. whole pull the report thing like maybe they'll do it finally now with a new ownership group but charlotte doesn't really do that usually yeah. whereas washington has a clear d- new direction where they actually might and san antonio look we're not wishing this to happen if something happened to wimby in like february and they said all right we're better off not with him not playing anymore we saw last year they're willing to not press like the spurs i thought for a long time wouldn't do it and they really tanked last year hard Super. now granted that's wimby in the draft and they got lucky to get Wemby, but still um, somebody's going to lose 60 games. I don't think I would, if it was wizards versus the, versus the field, I would take the field. Agree. And that means, that means you can't bet the under on the wizards. Yeah. Basically. So lean over that. Yeah. Being invested in this team is, I don't think I want to bet the over. Yeah. Just because no, like, no. can't you see a scenario where they're, they're 22 and 50 and all they have to do is go like two, you know, two and, and 12 eight. and they don't do it or something. You know what I mean? It's like, one of those things where March and April basketball gets dire and you have some of those games that are just yeah, unwatchable. Man. I did a podcast the other day with someone who was recalling a, a Rocket Spurs game from last from last March or April and explained some things that ha- and I missed this. I must have just not watched it. But it was like who how could how could you Sean Butler was playing Spurs? point guard for the Blazers, the seven foot uh the seven footer from Florida State was playing point literally playing point guard for Portland. And it's like these are the games that I just I don't miss that. As I cover that whole Hawks rebuild and they were really bad for about three or four years. I don't miss it. I got to be honest. I don't miss it. Yeah, it's tough. Anyway, uh, over lean is where over I'm lean. On the uh, I think Charlotte's my favorite play on the board. It is in, an, in, it, in it is in the southeast. southeast. Yeah, I agree. I would I would say Charlotte yeah, over like, like, Charlotte over followed by Miami under. I think I would probably go Orlando Wizards under over. and then Wizards over. I don't know. One of those two. There's probably yeah. saying I don't really have a strong yeah. feeling. Okay, Robbie, we're going to do one more of these in a little while. We're going to wait till yeah. close to the season is over to talk Hawks to make sure we have yeah. all the training camp. Look, I have the advantage of knowing what's going on. So yes. training camp, pre- preseason feels. Uh, we'll probably do a little bit of a redux on Milwaukee, Milwaukee. and Boston Portland. and Portland. Yeah. Uh, at least quickly, not a full-on sure. breakdown, but just to say, hey, this is all changed. Things, uh, things are different. They are very different. But uh, with all that said, thank you for all the time. This is our sixth episode that we've done. Uh, please plug. Everything you got going on. I know uh, we're ramping up at Dime and all that fun stuff too. Yeah. Uh, preview season is here. We're getting ready. Uh, training camp coverage. Uh, got some preview capsules for all 30 teams coming along. And uh, we love to see it. Yeah. And then uh, Puntcast rolls along. About to record that here in like an hour. We and, love, we love uh, to see that. Uh, not suitable for work for the last few weeks. Not but that's suitable okay. for work. That's all right. We're rolling along. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, oh, I love it. That's pretty much all I got. Well, thank you, Robbie, for being here. Please follow Pleasure. Robbie on Twitter, where he um, usually says things 
at our count. Uh, Punkcast is highly recommended. Smart things. But. If you enjoy college football, Punkcast is great. Uh, and again, you should read Robbie and. Great's and, a very strong. It's, no, it's great. I'm, I'm a listener every week. Uh, and an and actual plug for Diamond Up Rocks to keep us employed. Most mostly Robbie, who is actually employed full time, and I'm I'm not. I'm just a guy who helps things. But read the, read us there. Thank you, Robbie, again. Please subscribe to this podcast. Tell a friend about the show, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, etc. And we'll see you all next time.